0: Welcome to Story Hooked, the podcast where we cast our line into the world of reading in search of books that make us happy. Ready to dive in? Let's get you hooked on a new book. Welcome, welcome to another podcast episode with Story Hooked, and today another author spotlight. And I'm geeking out hardcore. I am fangirling so hard because I have the wonderful opportunity to chat with Lynn Painter. Lynn, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We finally were able to do. This. I know. Oh, me too. I. It's been. It's been a long time coming, and I just. I'm so grateful that you're on here. Um, Our listeners are so excited to hear from you. We have so many fun questions that we're going to go through. And I'm just going to take this chance to introduce Lynn to our listeners. Um, She can fit an entire cupcake in her mouth. (laughs) I would love to see a demonstration someday. I mean, (laughs) that's pretty awesome. Um, She loves spaghetti. Her love for spaghetti is brighter than the sun and stronger than the rock. You love spaghetti.
1: I do. It's <laughs> it's sad. I, my palate has never like gone further than like a seven year old. Like I just want spaghetti meatballs and hamb- hamburgers and chicken nuggets. Like that makes me happy. <laughs> hey, whatever makes you happy. Honestly, I think those are
0: great. Nice are great. <laughs> um, she <laughs> when she was in fourth grade. Her teacher moved her desk out into the hallway because she wouldn't shut up like ever.
1: <laughs> so
0: you left it. Miss Bestel,
1: I'll never forget her.
0: Yes. <laughs> so she put she said, You're sitting in the hall and
1: you're like, ah, what? <laughs> I know she she kept telling me to be quiet and apparently I would not. So she moved my desk into the hallway. And I think I still managed to talk to people. So haha, Miss <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hold me down. Take that.
0: <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> Um, she, let's see, you have so many, if, if you want to learn lots of really fun facts about Lynn Painter, go to her website and go to the about page, because I had so much fun reading through (laughs) these facts about her. They're all just, I mean, these are useful things to know, you know, everyone says like other stuff that's so boring and you're like, no, let's get to the real stuff. (laughs) This is important. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Lynn Painter is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author who writes romantic comedies for both teens and adults. She lives in Nebraska with her husband and pack of wild children. And when she isn't reading or writing, odds are good she's guzzling energy drinks and watching rom-coms. We, you're like my spirit animal. That sounds so much fun. <laughs> so you love watching rom-coms just like Liz. What are some of your favorite
1: rom-coms? You know, I have so many. Whenever people ask me, like, what's your favorite, it's hard for me to choose. Because I love, like, the classic, like, when Harry Met Sally and You've Got Mail are, like, totally my comfort movies. But Ten yes. Things I Hate About You is right up there. Uh-huh. And, like, I've been all over set it up with – um Glenn and Zoe were have watch that so many times. <laughs> yeah. I even go back to like old like Rock Hudson and Doris Day. Like I think if it's a rom-com, I love it automatically. I swear. <laughs> right.
0: There's so many good ones. Those are all I mm-hmm. love. They're just classic. So fun and We'll talk about this later, but I wonder if your love did if oh, I just ask you, did your love for rom-coms get put into better than the movies cuz I'm feeling that.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I don't know which came first. I mean, I know that I've always loved them, but it kind of it spurred the idea of it would be hilarious to have somebody who grew up watching these and just knows it's going to happen this way, totally (laughs) tries to manipulate love And it blows up in her face and nothing goes the way it's supposed to. So it's like, uh, it's very meta, like rom-coms inspired a rom-com about rom-coms that works out in a rom-com way. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's
0: why I loved it so much. Cause like rom-com is pretty much like 90% of my bloodstream and personality. So I'm like rom-coms, I'm in it. So that's awesome. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so we have a few questions from our listeners and just some fun stuff that just to get to know you, we just want to get into the wonderful, magical mind of Lynn Painter, the magic that is Lynn Painter. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey as a writer. Like, How did you get started and what, what inspired you to start? How did, how did you get where you are now? Okay. The funny
1: thing is, is I hear authors all the time where people ask them about their journey and they'll be like, well, you know, technically I wrote my first book, like in second grade, you know, like they've always known they want to be a writer. And I'm like, I wish I was that in tune with my own brain because growing up, I read voraciously. Like I always was reading and I loved English classes. I loved lit classes. I loved writing like within school when you had to, but my brain never somehow fused it all together and went, writing is an option. It wasn't until I was married with kids that honestly, my sister watched a talk show with an author on it and was like, you read all the time. You should write a book. And that's such an inane comment. Like, oh, well that's how it works. You know, if you read, you can write. But I started trying after that. And then it was like, I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. And it became my hobby I mean, not hobby, but for the longest time. And then I, you know, you have to get an agent and there's whole, this whole big process. And I tried for a really, really long time. And then I went back to college at the University of Nebraska and went to the writer's workshop, wow. which doesn't help you get further in your career. But I feel like it helped my writing to kind of get more focused. Right. Um, and then, it honestly, it wasn't until I had my last kid that I really started dialing into Every time she's sleeping, I am writing regardless. Like I'm not going to run an errand. I'm not doing anything. When she goes down for her nap, locking myself in the bedroom and I'm writing for those two hours. And that's finally when things started to happen. So when people are like, how long did it take? I hate to answer that because I'm like, what kind of like 15 years, but it was just because I was writing when I had time. And when do we ever have time for anything? And (laughs) And it wasn't until I made it like I forced myself to have time Mm -hmm. that you kind of start to have more cohesiveness because you're, you have your regular writing time. And I feel like then it sort of started going down a more designated path. Right. And then everything kind of happened like magically. Like I got an agent. Well, actually I say magically as I'm just about to say, I got an agent and then my first book went out on submission and never sold. So that was heartbreaking and devastating. Where right. You're like, oh my gosh, it's actually gonna happen. And then everybody everybody passed and you're like, oh, wait, it's not gonna happen.
0: Oh, but yeah. then, the,
1: then the next book was better than the movies. And that one happened. And and then it was kind of this magical it's it's been the wildest journey because it came out in May of twenty twenty one. No, it was, it was kind of magical. You never get to control how things go. But the book came out. It came out fine. I was happy with it. People liked it. And then like a year later, right around the time Haley Fam, who's a huge bookstagrammer, mentioned that she liked it, all of a sudden through a TikTok, word of mouth took off. Right. And it became this entirely different animal. And it's still every month performing like how I would never would have imagined and I get to meet so many that's what's amazing to me is how many cool people I get to meet every day like on social media who who like the book like it's the coolest thing ever yeah
0: people that you never would have met like right and all of a sudden just they're like I just hey but I love your book so much you're like cool
1: awesome let's be friends <laughs> it, it's like when my wildest daydreams was just for my book to be in Barnes and Noble. That was it. That's where it topped off. And like every day, something magical happens that I never would have thought to daydream about.
0: Right. Well, that's I just I'm so happy for you because better than the movies, and my listeners and followers know this. I love that book with all of my heart and oh. soul. It means so much to me. Liz and I are very have a lot in common. So like reading this story, I can't <laughs> always internalize books where I'm like, ah, it's like me. You know what I mean? I'm like, I am the main character. Like, I'm just kidding, but I am so glad that it did so well because you deserve it. You nailed it with that one. I will say Aww. it is I just love it. And it's also my favorite color. I love yellow. It, it... <laughs> um, the covers are gorgeous. I love your you're the person that does your covers does a
1: fantastic job. Yeah. I don't know how I got so lucky. Like literally the first sketch I ever saw for better in the movies was what it ended up being. Like, that was the first one they showed me. And you're like, seriously, like, I'm like, yes, perfect. Yeah. And and same thing with the do-over. I think we changed like a couple colors, but that was the initial thing she came up with too. She's amazing. Her name is Liz Casal. And I don't know how I got so lucky. Like, it was totally just like a roll of the dice thing. Yeah. And I just could not be more excited. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: They're just... They're so beautiful. They're beautiful. They're just fun and cute (laughs) and they fit. They just fit. I love it so much. Okay. So, basically, you've said that you became a writer because someone on an offhand comment was like, you read, you should do that. Thank you to whoever that was because... You have blessed the world with your books because of that throw-off comment. You're like, sure. I mean, you did all the work. It's not thanks to them as thanks to you, but you know what I mean. Whoever got you started on it, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that you decided to write. Um, speaking of writing, I have a couple questions here that just have to do with like your writing style. Um, how did you? How do you approach the process of like your character creation? Because you have the funnest, cutest characters. Are they based on real people or does it just like, do you just like think it up in your mind or, and how do you kind of find your unique writer's voice? Cause sometimes
1: that's hard for authors. I feel like it, for me, it's, it's kind of been different with every story, like better than the movies. It started with an idea. And then I thought of who I wanted the characters to be. So it was kind of more planned out, but right. then like Mr. wrong number. I feel like that I had the idea. And then immediately I knew how I wanted Olivia to be. And then I watched um, Crazy Stupid Love. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, and Ryan Gosling's character, it's like I saw that and I was like, that is who Colin is. So then like writing the whole book, I just could hear him when I was writing. Like it was all Ryan Gosling's character delivering every line right into my head. So it really varies. Yeah, because people really who are you picturing and better in the movies for Wes? And I'm like, I wasn't, he's still in my head. It's just like a faceless something, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it really varies a lot. I, I think from story to story and, and mm. then um, the other part of that question is finding my voice. I feel like for me, it's once I realized that what feels natural is oftentimes your best tool. I sort of went mm-hmm. with it. And now finding my voice comes really easily. Like my first way book that didn't sell, I feel like I didn't know I could lean into that.
0: Okay. So I tried to write
1: something a little more serious and tried to go for other things. And then like, once I realized like, oh, banter and sarcasm, that's what feels best to me. And what I feel like I could just write that all day long. And then I was like, why am i not leaning into that you know so i feel like mm-hmm. i found my voice kind of accidentally and then i realized that oh maybe what na- what feels natural feels natural because it is natural and that's your voice you know right. so i kind of pe- fell into it a little bit <laughs> i
0: love that i love that i think that's so cool where you you know the difference between writing the way that comes naturally to you and trying to, or trying to force yourself into this box of like, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to write this way because that's what people want or something. It's like, no, just no. be, just be you. And then that's going to be like, you
1: are enough. Is, is right. that kind of what I'm you're right. saying? Like, yeah. Like, obviously you tweak it between characters and stuff, but, but I just stopped trying to feel like I needed to hit certain points according to like, all the craft books and stuff. And, and I just started oh, going, right. kind of my gut, what feels more like how I want to write it. So I don't know. No, I Sometimes love Sometimes you just fall into things, you know, and I feel like I kind of fell into that.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you did. You <laughs> fell, you fell hard and we are blessed by it. I love that. It's actually a funny thing on this podcast. I've said before to each author, I'm like, what is like your magic? Like every author's got their own little thing. And I was talking to Jessica Scarlett and she was so funny. I was saying, it's your gut, isn't it? I'm like, you just follow your gut. She's like, yep, it's my magical gut. So we just, we crack this joke on, I crack this joke on this podcast all the time where I'm like, follow your gut because it's magic. And it's like, that's oh, basically what you just said. So I'm glad that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're that's like, this. Yes. It's kind of one of those dumb things where we ignore it so much, where it's like somehow we don't recognize that what feels comfortable is maybe what we're supposed to be doing. And instead, you're like, no, it's got to be harder than that or something. And then you realize like, oh, it feels comfortable because maybe that's where I'm supposed to be, you know? Right. I love that. (laughs)
0: That is so brilliant. I think that for any of our listeners that are either writers or when you read different books and you're like, this is a book that maybe connects to me more or I want to write this way. It's really like everyone has something to contribute. Everyone's Mm -hmm. style has something to contribute. If you're a writer, you have something to contribute. And... If it feels like you're trying to force yourself into something, then you don't have to do that. You don't have to be like someone else. You can just be like you. Yeah. So we were just talking about how as you find your voice, you find your readers. It's like your book is going to connect with some readers and other books are going to connect with other readers. That's the beautiful thing, I think, about the literary world is you find books for you and you find readers for you. Um, And so I want to ask you, what do you hope that readers will take from your books? Is there something that you hope that they take away from it when they read it? And I'm talking about like your ideal reader, the reader that reads your book and loves it.
1: You know, my hope is for hope. I I just want Oh, I love that. I I feel like there's you know, like with rom-coms in general, there's just a hopefulness. Like a lot of it is crazy. In real life, nobody's out there fake dating. You know, (laughs) but but it gives us hope that whatever we might be looking for is out there. You know, whether it's in our life right now or not, that it's out there. And my dream is for things I write to be a comfort read. You know, I've got my Gilmore Girls and my You've Got Mail and and my Comfort Reads. And if my book could be that where people want to reread it because it gives them comfort, that is the dream for me. That's all I want. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. Well, perfect, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be rereading better than the movies at least yearly. It is definitely a comfort (laughs) book. I hug it and it hugs me back. I say that all the time. It it is a hug you back kind of book.
1: (laughs) You're Yay.
0: nailing it. It is. A, it is definitely just a comfort. It's just a sweet read. It's like you said, like, eh, is fake dating happening. Like, eh, you know, probably not. But, <laughs> but I've never heard
1: it? of it actually happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm mean, gonna have to ask people, mm-hmm. has this ever really happened? But um, <laughs> I think that it's like you said, it's so hopeful. I think that's the beautiful thing about the romance genre is how hopeful it is. And yes. I just, I also want to ask you. I love asking romance authors this. Why do you think the romance genre is important? Is it the hope that it brings or the happiness that comes from it? I mean, there are lots of people that either love romance or don't. And sometimes it's kind of not taken very seriously in the literary world. And it that kind of bugs me a little bit, I'll be honest. But I want to know, what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think the romance genre is important? You write romance. You've got to have thoughts on this.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I think it's important because of hopefulness and love and, of course, the basics of what we all like about it. You know, the, the idea of a happy ending. But yeah. I also think that um, it, it's rare because, no, granted, of course, I'm stereotyping. But the majority of it is written from the female gaze. You know, I mean, right. it's most of it is written by women. And I feel like um, sexism plays a part in why it's not seen as legitimate literature. Mm and i i really feel like it's yeah. it's just nice to read and, and i feel like as much as you know people talk about the smut in a book and and you know the spice and whatever and right. they like to yeah. focus on on the titillating parts of it uh-huh. i feel like what's the core of probably every romance novel out there is it usually ends up with a respectful relationship you know you don't find right. romance novels where one of them is being Offals to the other way. You know, of course there's the enemies to lovers where, you know, they're trying to kill each other literally like with knives at the beginning. But, but overall, overall. You, don't, you don't find romance novels where once you get in the crux of a relationship, they're being like disrespectful to each other or ugly to each other. I feel like it, it's hopeful of what relationships can be. Oh, that's my two cents. It just seems like almost all romance novels, no matter what the couple goes through at the beginning, Aside from a few outliers, there usually end up being respectful relationships where where they're treating right. each other the way they should treat. It. And and that's just nice to see modeled out there. Even in the the books with like reverse harems, usually people are treating each other with respect. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah. And so it it's it's nice to see that. And I feel like uh, that should be celebrated.
0: No, I agree. Like respect for relationships where you really, you, you care about someone and you respect them and you're there for them. And that is a beautiful thing. And we all want that. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm totally with you on that. Totally <laughs> with you. Um, Oh, so speaking of when you were talking about like the spice and the different levels of romance in mm-hmm. novels. So you write both YA, which is um, you, you write both young adult and adult romances what is that like? Like, do you have to do like a brain switch or is there a reason you wanted to
1: write both? Like, tell me more about that. You know, it's weird. Well, okay. I'll start with the second half of that question is honestly, I always envision myself writing adult romance, right. but then I got an agent with young adult. That's how I got oh, an agent with the, oh. with the book that I had tried writing young adult. So right. then I was like, okay, this is where I need to be in young adult. And then during the pandemic, after Better Than the Movies was sold, they have these clauses and contracts where it's like your publisher has your right to your next one. So basically you're locked in for a while. Right. And my edit- and my agent was just like, you should write an adult rom-com since you've got time and you're kind of locked in. You can't do anything else in YA. And so oh, then I, I, I wrote see. Mr. Wrong Number. So then it- it- I didn't necessarily mean to do both. But now I can't imagine choosing because I love writing them both. Okay. But what's interesting is I wouldn't have thought this if it wasn't me, but I don't really approach either one of them differently. Like when I go to write Mm. it, I don't think like, oh, I need to teen this down or something. I just basically, the only difference is if I'm writing a YA, my character is 17. Or if I'm writing an adult, you know, she's 27 or whatever the age might be. Right. And it's just still the character and I'm following the arc of what I want their story to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, people ask me like regarding spice, if there's a difference. And I honestly, I don't consciously set out, like I'm not opposed. Like I like sex positivity and I have no problem. You know, teenagers are having sex. I have no problem with their sex being in a YA, but the way I write rom-coms is in my head. I I see them as like a movie, like a rom-com movie. Yeah. And so the the journey of the story is the two characters ending up together. Right. So I feel like in high school, most of the time when you're trying to get together with somebody, there's not an opportunity for a sexual relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Until you become a couple. And until, until you're, you're together. Wife. Yeah. Right. And in my books, the together happens at the end. At the end. I, oh, I don't see okay. myself really having much spice in my way. But only because of that. Not necessarily because right. I'm adamantly opposed to that or like teenagers shouldn't be reading this. Like right, everybody right. their own thing. You know? Right. So, so that's kind of how, how mine are.
0: Gotcha. No, I love that. You're following a character arc. You're like, this is a right. 17-year-old and they're going to end up with this person at the end. And then it's just like, that's the end of the story. And obviously you yeah, continue on, but that makes so much sense. It, came, it, came, it becomes natural to follow what the character would do. That makes so much sense. Yeah, <laughs> That's like... It's like, duh, of course you're not like, oh my god, take this out. Like, no, you're just you're just writing what your characters right. do.
1: Right, so I'm not saying I, I wouldn't ever write it. If somehow the character arc, there was some how situation where they landed in, it, it might happen. But as of right now, I feel like the stories I write are usually the whole story is them trying – foolishly <laughs> to end up together you know making a million mistakes and finally ending up together
0: so. yes oh my gosh and finally ending up together it's so cute I love that I love that you write both because both are so fun for what they are for the stories that they bring to the table it's awesome I love it I love writing both All right, a last question that I want to ask you before we get to our listener questions is, can you share any upcoming projects or ideas that you're currently working on? Because, oh my goodness, I'm just dying to know what you have in the works. You're always teasing with like little things that you share on Bookstagram and anything (laughs) that you can share. Because I know that we have to keep things really secret and hush-hush in the publishing world. But if there's anything you can give us, any little crumbs, we are starving.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's see. On my A... I mean, I'm betting on you coming out in November. That's not a secret or anything. Um, that's like a my take on when Harry met Sally in a YA version. Oh, I love it! <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, and then I just turned in um, a while back the first draft for the sequel to Better Than the Movies. I'm so excited! Um... That one, I'm so. I just love being in their heads. Like today, I was like, "Oh wait." I thought of three more chapters I need to write for it. And I just don't, I'm going to have a problem ever leaving Wes and Liz. Like they're my little babies and all I ever want to do, like someday I'll be a hundred and I'll be like, I think I need to write a bonus chapter because I just love them so much. I can't stop. (laughs) Oh, I love them too. They're my little babies. (laughs) Um, And then after the sequel, my next YA book is, I think, I think they said they're probably going to approve this idea. Um, is okay. a YA hockey book? <gasps> so I know. Shut up! That's okay. up, All my cousins live in Minnesota, and I went up there for a graduation party in May. And I was like, around all these like hockey people, and like my nieces, they played their on their high school hockey teams, and all this. And I'm like oh, I just love this. Like their suburb and like the way they all behave together and the hockey. I'm like, oh, I need this to be a thing. So I think my <laughs> YA book after the sequel is going to be a hockey book. <gasps> oh my gosh, um, that's amazing. <laughs> and then I just, um, I'm working on my next adult rom-com, which, okay. So H- Happily Never After, I think most people know about it. It comes out in yes. March. Yes. And that's the one where people object at weddings. And then I just started my... <laughs> 2025 um adult rom-com, which is kind of like the vibes of While You Were Sleeping meets so, Pretty Woman. Oh, so, sold even more. Those are classics. Oh my gosh. Is right? there like, like, leaning?
0: Tell me there's leaning. Of <laughs>
1: leaning. course there's going to be leaning. Ah, yes. <laughs> Obviously, I cannot leave the classics behind because I'm always like, Let's do a spin on this.
0: <laughs> well, I I just eat that stuff up. So keep doing the spins because I'm spinning and I'm like, this is amazing. This is so great. All of the cl- oh my goodness! While you were sleeping, I think that was my first ever Sandra Bullock movie that I saw. Oh, she's and I was so like, great. This is amazing,
1: and Bill uh-huh. Pullman. And
0: I was like, oh my gosh, I just love it. Oh my goodness! Her, so that's twenty two Her character
1: in that movie is so amazing. I just I've great. seen that. So I'm like everybody else i've seen that so many times pretty woman it's i mean it's not it's not like a remake of either one of those but it's like The vibes, it's the vibes vibes. yeah yeah. somebody misunderstanding who somebody is and then there's a whole lot of fake dating and
0: pretty
1: womanish kind of stuff so yeah that one's really fun right now and i think that's all i'm working on right now that's amazing are you kidding that is like That's a killer lineup. That is amazing.
0: You've got so much going on. I'm so excited for all of it. I just hockey and classic rom-com vibes. Oh, I'm like, I'm eating this up. This is so exciting. I was so excited. Yay! Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. it. (laughs) All right. So we have a little bit of time left. So we're going to get to some of our listener questions. And these were so fun. I mean, you've got a huge fan base and people had the funnest questions. I had to narrow it down and I picked some easy ones, some tougher ones to kind of <laughs> challenge you a little bit. <laughs> these are, these okay, are really, really okay. fun. Let's start out easy. What is your favorite color?
1: <laughs> you know, I have to be boring and say black. I, I don't black? ever. I'm ridiculous. Like, I don't <laughs> buy clothes that aren't black. I'm just kind of, yeah. You I, just
0: wear black? That's, I, I did not see that coming. Hey, I, like, I write happy books, and I'm like all black. <laughs> black like my soul, right? <laughs> no, that's all. No, hey, black is classy. You're just a classy lady. Okay, okay, so if you wanted to know, Lynn Painter's favorite color is black. My mind is blown. Okay, another easy one. <laughs> well, so it might not be easy actually. A little bit harder. Who is your favorite Ted Lasso character? Ah. <sighs> How do you choose? I know. I literally sat there Um, and said I couldn't even choose.
1: You don't have to choose. I think I I would have to say Kiwi Mm. because I don't think I could choose a boy because Ted is just elevated. (laughs) And then you've got Right. And then you've got beard and then you Oh, I I don't think I could
0: they're all yeah. so great. They're all they so are all so great. That show is so
1: well-rounded. It's ridiculous.
0: It is. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you love that show. Someone must know that you love that show or they really wanted to know your favorite character. Do you talk about <laughs> it a
1: lot? or
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. It is a very random question, but it's important to know. This is something that you yeah. could add to your website because people, this is need oh, to know facts.
1: <laughs> I haven't updated in a long time. I need to add more pointless facts. So that's another good one. <laughs> you should. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: Um, okay. This next one, this is really interesting. I'd love to hear about this. Um, how do you go about putting tropes in your books? They're saying like enemies to lovers or which you write very well. How do you, do you think I'm going to put this trope in there or does it just come naturally? Kind of like It you're just saying. comes
1: naturally. And I kind of have a problem. My, my bigger question is like how you should probably take out some tropes. Like no matter <laughs> what I start writing, I always end up all of a sudden, I'm like, "Wait a second, are they fake dating again?" Like, there's always like, no matter what the plot is, all of a sudden they're like We're going to a wedding. I That's <laughs> fake date. Like, I just can't stop myself. I'm just a sucker for all of them. I just can't. Like, I don't think I ever logic like make a, a definitive decision. Like, I want to insert these tropes. But right. maybe it's because I've read romance for, like, it feels like my entire life that they're just ingrained in me.
0: <laughs> yes, they are just – they just come naturally. I know. It's like this uh-huh. is, like, my – those tropes are my bread and butter. I even – I did a thing on Bookstagram today of, like, all these different tropes that I love. And I'm like, and I love them all. And I want them yep. all, all the time. Yep. They're just so yep. many great things. <laughs> I like, love it. Like, you give
1: me – only one bed in every book ever. And I would be like, I'll take it. Yes, that works. I'll just keep reading this over and over and over
0: again. It's so true. It's like hooked. I'm sold, hooked. Give it to me. I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so cool. I love that you just, you follow what's natural for your characters. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. People are very curious about this one. And I also really want to know what how do you choose these playlists? Cause you share these awesome playlists that fit your books, your characters. So this person's wondering, how do you choose them? Or is it like on vibes or is it the lyrics? Or is it just like the feeling of it? How do you, how do you make these playlists? Tell us your, your process with that. You know, it's all of those. Like all for, some of them. Reason,
1: for some reason, it seems like, like, especially with Wes and Liz, I get super literal where when I'm, making a playlist I'm literally thinking like oh if this were a movie the transition song going from this scene to this scene would be this song and I get super in my head and spend way too many hours thinking about it but sometimes (laughs) it is just vibes. and like while I'm writing the sequel I have a whole playlist that's great but you know it doesn't come out for a year so it's like the Sabrina Carpenter song that I'm listening to on repeat while I'm writing it like, there's a lot of songs that I listen to on repeat, like when I'm writing the sequel. And so they're super vibey, and I love the playlist I've got for the sequel right now. Like, it's perfect. But then we're going to be doing editing for months and months, and the book doesn't right. come out until a year from November. So then it starts to change. And then usually there's a rush right before the book comes out where I'm like, no, 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 that's not right. <laughs> so it's kind of all over the place. So it's all of those things the person asked about, it's vibes it's lyrics it's kind of a little bit of everything
0: i love that do you do you listen to it while you write or does it distract you or can you listen to music while you write or is it more like after and then you find the songs or
1: yeah I can listen to music while I'm editing sometimes and while I'm doing book related things but when I'm putting the original like words on paper no I can't listen to music it's, yeah. it's too much <laughs> it's too distracting it's too no. much well, I love that you love
0: music it's something that people I think especially in YA this music really just Brings the story to life. I don't know what it is. A playlist? They're such a vibe, you know? They just fit either. so well. <laughs> yeah. I love that you make them and they really do fit so well. It's so fun. I love how it's so chaotic because <laughs> it's like, it's just such a vibe. It's such a mood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah Liz got to me I don't think I made them before that story it's no. got to be Liz. part of my process yeah
0: <laughs> Liz influenced you yep. your characters <laughs> influence you that is so cute I love that. <laughs> um have you ever just another question from a listener have you ever considered writing a series which I guess you are because you're writing a sequel to
1: yeah. them, the movies right yeah I mean I've never planned it out but sometimes I'll finish and There'll be a character where I'm like, Oh, I could definitely take them in Keep another going. direction. Yeah.
0: Right. So you're like, oh, if it, if it comes naturally, it'll happen. But if it feels like the end, then you won't. All right. Right. Well,
1: like, like, yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Out of what? Oh,
1: no, I was going to say like, like while I'm writing the sequel, it's like some of Wes's college friends. I'm like, oh it could be fun to write a book about like his baseball friends and i'm like calm down Lynn. need a <laughs> calm down you're like let's do a small town romance of
0: all right. of the friends hey i i'm okay if that if that's what happens to naturally comes from your brain and i'm like i i support that because wes's friends are gonna be so many snacks <laughs> i just know it because wes is so
1: great i, I love him <laughs> I'm like the whole UCLA baseball team. Let's just write all their stories.
0: <laughs> Everyone wants to know right. what's going on with them. I love it. That's awesome. Um, another question. Oh, okay. This person's asking more about like, um, and we talked about this a little bit. The people that do your cover art and the colors, the bright colors. This person's wondering if you would ever redo the cover of accidentally Amy in brighter colors. They said they love it as it is, but I think that was, is that one of your earlier novels and then the covers changed or. How? Yeah. Well,
1: accidentally Amy is kind of an outlier because that was, um, I sent the chapters out with my newsletter. Like it was a serial. Oh, oh, And then, and then people were asking like, will you ever publish it? And I was like, Oh, We'll self-publish it. So I just self-published that one just for like oh, people who wanted it. But great. now I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but Berkeley has um, picked up accidentally Amy, and it's going to be released um, with like additional like you know better distribution and additional like material and stuff. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. So let's just pretend um, I just. Picked... Anyway, so the <laughs> cover could be changing a little bit. So, there oh, you go. gosh. okay, I'll play it cool, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Congratulations, but Thank I don't know. You. But I don't know that, so it's okay. No, it's okay.
1: it's okay. I don't think I said much. You know. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I feel responsible for verbal diarrhea. It's just. You know. <laughs> it's okay. It's because it's late. I'm
0: secretly right. like getting you to spill your secret. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Keeping me up past just my bedtime. Kidding. <laughs> That is so exciting. I can't wait to see how that works out. It's going to be so awesome. Um, the same listener asked another question about if your books are ever going to do sprayed edges. So did I miss something? Did one of your books have sprayed edges?
1: Um, the Barnes & Noble is putting out special editions of um uh, 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 The Do-Over. When it comes out in paperback in the fall, it's got edges where... They're white with like pink hearts on it, or vice versa. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. I died when I saw it. And they might, I know they've got a special edition of Betting on You that's coming out in in November um, with bonus material, and the cover colors are like swapped
0: from where where it's like pink
1: with green letters. I'm not sure if that one has sprayed edges or not. I'm obsessed with sprayed edges. If it were yes. up to me, I would do it all the time, yes. but the publisher kind of runs the show. So I just, but when they showed me a picture of what they're doing, I was like, yes, yes. That's so cute. Honestly, I am the same
0: way. I'm like, if I has sprayed edges, I'm like, I'm in, if it's special yep. edition, I'm sold. And when people, I've had some of my friends talk about, they're like, everyone's doing special editions now. and da, 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 And I'm like, I'm not complaining. They're gorgeous. Like, I want these pretty true. on my shelf, right? I'm like, let's do it. Yep. Let's do the sprayed edges because now all the publishers are like, let's do that. I'm like, yeah. They're, yes, taking off sure. the, they're taking off the unremovable stickers and adding sprayed edges. I'm like, it is a good, take- it is a great day to be alive for the bookworms because we're like, yes, <laughs> give us what we want. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I hope that they keep doing that for you because that's so exciting. Those special editions, yeah. is going to be so awesome. Okay. Oh, this is back to tropes. One of our listeners wants to know what... Okay, this is funny because you said you love them all, but do you have a favorite trope or tropes? Like, give us like five top
1: ones. You love one bed. Um, You know what? My favorite is probably... Because I feel like they all boil down to the same thing. I love enemies to lovers, fake dating, and what was the other one I thought of? Because what I love about those is the same thing happens where basically they start to see each other in in a new light. And right. I always love to see where you see the person where they're like, oh, I thought he was a jerk. And wait, is he, you know, like petting a kitten? Or, you know, <laughs> that thing where you're like, wait, what is happening? You know, he has a cat, <laughs> even though he murders people or, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> yes. And so I love that. So I guess those are my favorites fake dating. Um, and I say enemies to lovers, but most books are irritants to lovers, you know. It's they're, true. They're yes. Crazy, you know, unless yes. it's like fantasy where they're killing each other. Um, <laughs> I love those. And friends to lovers, I always thought was kind of boring. But recently I've discovered that I actually love it. Okay. So I, That's I don't, awesome. I don't think I could choose, honestly. I just think they're all great. They, <laughs> I, I agree. I'm
0: with you. I'm like, they're all great. Someone's like, what's your favorite? Okay, I will say, mm-hmm. though, everyone – my listeners and followers know that I'm an enemies to lovers ride or die, like fan club <laughs> person. Like I just, that's just, and I get teased about it all the time. My friend teases me about it all the time. I am like, I just love it so much. It's not my yeah. real relationship, but I'm like, yeah. it's, just, it's so great. But yeah. It's like you said, it's that it's the character development of seeing someone in a new light. And yeah. you hope that, we all can do that for each other. Like even just in regular relationships, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love it.
1: It is awesome. All
0: right. We have one more question from our listeners. Um, and this is the cutest question. I'm going to quote it exactly. It says, what petition do I need to sign to get better than the movies into a movie or series? Question mark, question mark, (laughs) question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. There were four question marks on that. Um, so is there a petition that we can sign, Lynn? Do you know anything <laughs> about that or?
1: <laughs> do you know anything about a petition? This makes me laugh because I get seriously multiple every, every day DMs where people are like, Lynn, make it into a movie. And I think, you know, I don't have a, a production like, like okay.
0: they are like,
1: gonna, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah, but I will say, I don't, I, there's not a lot I could say, but I will say that, um, it has been optioned, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything will happen. Okay, but okay. somebody has reserved the right for like the next year to decide what they're doing with it. So oh, I my can't goodness. say a lot, but but it's possible. It's possible. Oh, oh
0: my goodness, that is so exciting. That is, I mean, is. if if is. that if it becomes a thing, I mean. Oh my gosh, that would be just absolutely incredible. So I would, yeah, I'm gonna send all the good vibes and everything <laughs> to like make that a reality because that would be so amazing. I really hope that that happens. Oh my gosh! Well, thanks for sharing with us a little bit, even though you know you can't say anything. You're just doing right. great today. The little crumbs you're giving us, like I said, I'm just eating them up. Like they're so great. Um, okay, those are all of our questions. Um, Lynn, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know or anything how um anything that you want to tell
1: everyone before we finish? You know, I just this is gonna sound really stupid, but I just wanna say <laughs> thank you. That sounds so lame. Like thank you so <laughs> much. Um <laughs> But it's just—I mean, I think I don't think anybody realizes that, like, by reading one book, that you're actually making an author's dream come true. And when I Ugh. people send DMs that they liked a book and and aesthetic videos and stuff, it's like I don't even understand my life anymore. Like, I get to go on TikTok and see these beautiful videos people make about. These characters that I can't right. even believe are like a part of me because now I see them as actual humans, and I've lost all um, control of my brain. But um, <laughs> I'm just so grateful. Everybody is just so freaking delightful, and the book community is so just such a, an incredible place that I just I don't know how I got so fortunate, and I uh, love everybody and everyone in this <laughs> bar. and <it's> just <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs>
0: Love you. You are so cute. Well, thank you. Thank you for writing these amazing books. I mean, people are making these aesthetic videos and doing all this because they love what you're putting out in the world. You are naturally just doing the magic. It's the Lynn Painter magic and it's working. So thank you for everything that you're the books that you're putting out in the world. Oh. We are grateful too. The book community really is the best,
1: isn't it? It, it, is, it is. I just didn't understand. It's like everybody. You know, old people will complain about social media. And I'm like, you shut up. You shut up right now. <laughs> this is great. It's wonderful. I don't go to the mean places. I just stay at home and book, and book talk where I love everybody. Exactly. Oh, that is the best. That is
0: so great. It really is the best community. I love it, it too. Is. It is. That's the only place I go. I don't do anything else. It's just bookstagram. Well, thank me you for being too. a part of
1: it. I love it.
0: Thank you so much, Lynn, for being here with us. This is such a good time. Um, and we are just, once again, I'm going to say, I love that you said thank you. And we say thank you back. Thank you for being in the bookstream community, the book talk community, the literary community. so grateful. And thank you to our listeners. I hope that this was so fun for you to get to know Lynn better and to learn some fun little crumbs and little things that are going to happen in the future for her. We're so excited for her. Um, and stay tuned for more author spotlights, because this is just, I have so much fun with this and throughout the rest of the year i have got quite a few amazing, I've got a great lineup. So stick around and thank you for listening. That's a wrap for this episode of story hooked. Remember every story holds the potential to change your life. Keep exploring and always, always read for joy.